Hello, and welcome to the Faith to You podcast. I'm Pastor Caleb, and today we're going to talk about positive and negative examples from Scripture. You know, when you're reading through narrative portions of Scripture, sometimes it can be a bit confusing because you read about people who do terrible, terrible things, and God still uses them. And one of the things I want you to understand is that God gives us negative examples. He gives us people who we're not to emulate. We're not to live our lives like them. We're to learn from them. There's a way to learn from negative examples. I think one of the, one of the best negative examples in Scripture is actually the story of Balaam. Balaam teaches us how not to pray. Now, do you remember the story of Balaam? And we find it in Scripture in Numbers 22. In Numbers 22, um, the king of Moab, his name is Balak, he sends the elders of Midian and Moab to Balaam to pay Balaam to come and curse Israel. He sees that Israel is, is growing strong and he's worried that they're going to attack him and they're going to destroy him. And so he's going to send um, the elders to pay Balaam to come and curse Israel as his enemies. And this is what happened. They come to Balaam and Balaam says, okay, well, let me go ask God what he wants me to do. So he goes and he asks God and it says in Numbers 22, 12, then God said to Balaam, you are not to go with them. You are not to curse this people for they are blessed. Remember, part of God's covenant with Abraham is the people who bless you will be blessed. People who curse you will be cursed. God tells Balaam, don't do it. Don't curse them. And so the elders of Midian and Moab go back to Balak and they tell him he can't come, he won't come. And so Balak says, okay, I'm going to just send more. I'm going to send higher dignitaries. And he sends them. And, and this is Balaam's response in verse 18 of Numbers 22. But Balaam responded to the servants of Balak, if Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go against the command of the Lord my God to do anything small or great. Please stay here tonight, as the others did, so they may find out what the Lord has to tell me. So once again, he says, I can't go against God, but I'm going to go and I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God what I'm supposed to do. So he prays and he asks God what he's supposed to do. And it says this in verse 20. Then God came to Balaam at night and said to him, Since these men have come to summon you, get up and go with them. But you must only do what I tell you. When he got up in the morning, Balaam saddled his donkey and went with the officials of Moab. Now, if we stop in verse 21, you might think so far, Balaam, he's doing a pretty good job. He's doing what God's telling him to do. He's praying to God. He's hearing what God says and he's obeying. But you might be surprised to find out he's not obeying. Look what it says in verse 22. In verse 22, it says, but God was incensed that Balaam was going and the angel of the Lord took his stand on the path to oppose him. Balaam was riding his donkey and his two servants were with him. So it says God was incensed that Balaam is going with them. And you might think, well, God said he could go with them. God did say he could go with them. But do you remember what else God said? God said, only say what I tell you to say. So how could God be angry if Balaam was doing what God told him to do? Balaam isn't. While he's going with them, Balaam has decided in his heart already he's going to do whatever is necessary to get the gold. And we know that by how the story ends up. Now, you might think, well, how can I know that? Well, God gave him directions. God's incensed because he's disobeying. The overt direction is for that he can go. The covert, the inner direction, is that he can't 
curse them. And so if the angel's opposing them, it's because God doesn't look at the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. So, so what happens is Balaam shows up, and now, now he's fearing God, and it would seem like he obeys. And initially he does. Four times, Balak brings him up on different mountaintops to look over at Israel, and four times Balaam blesses them instead of cursing them. And you might think, okay, Balaam, he's a good guy. The story ends in number 24. Then you might think he did exactly what God said for him to do. But we find in the rest of scripture is that Balaam is referred to as a villain, as a wicked person throughout the rest of scripture. Even though he said prophecies that were true, even though what he said about Israel was not just true, but he even prophesied of the coming Messiah. So, so how is it that he failed so miserably? We really don't see what his failure was until we get to Numbers 31.16. In Numbers 31, 16, it says this, Yet they are the ones who, at Balaam's advice, incited the Israelites to unfaithfulness against the Lord and the Peor incident. So the plague came against the Lord's community. So it tells us in Numbers 31, 16, that the plague that came against Israel and Peor was because of Balaam's advice. Now, you might not know what happened in Peor. That its story is found in Numbers 25. In Numbers 25, it says this, While Israel is staying in the Acacia Grove, the people began to prostitute themselves with the women of Moab. The women invited them to the sacrifices for their gods, and the people ate and bowed and worshipped to their gods. So Israel aligned itself with Baal of Peor, and the Lord's anger burned against Israel. The Lord said to Moses, Take all the leaders of the people and execute them in broad daylight before the Lord, so that his burning anger may turn away from Israel. What happened here is that Balaam figured out a workaround. He figured out a way to obey God on the outside, but not on the inside. He prayed, God told him what to do, and he complied seemingly, but really his heart was after gold. That house full of gold, he still wanted it, and he figured out a way. So Numbers 31 tells us that it was Balaam's idea to incite God against Israel by sending the Moabite women into the acacia groves to tempt the men to go away and follow after foreign gods and idols. And what happened is a plague breaks out and thousands of Israelites die. This is why it says in 2 Peter 2.15 that Balaam was a sinful person. It says this, it says, 2 Peter 2.15, They have gone astray by abandoning the straight path and have followed the path of Balaam, the son of Bosor, who loved the wages of wickedness, but received a rebuke for his lawlessness. A speechless donkey spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. So we have insight in 2 Peter that the donkey, when he's speaking because he sees the angel on the road, he's restraining the prophet's madness. It's insanity for Balaam to know God so well and to still rebel against him. And what was his sin? He loved the wages of wickedness. He wanted to figure out a way. How can I look like I'm obeying God but still get ahead? still get the gold. It says this in Revelation 2.14, But I have a few things against you. You have some there who hold to the teaching of Balaam, who taught Balak to place a stumbling block in front of the Israelites, to eat meat sacrificed to idols, and to commit sexual immorality. 
The idea that caused the children of Israel to stumble was Balaam's. He figured out a way to pretend like he was obeying while actually rebelling against God. We need to make sure today that when we seek the Lord in prayer, that we're genuinely laying down our own desires, our own lusts, that we're letting go of everything that we really think that we want and truly submitting ourselves to the Lord's will. Not obeying on the outside, but rebelling on the inside. Remember to learn from the negative examples in scripture. Thank you for listening today.